Hi guys, welcome to the TNF Talks podcast. Yeah, I'm here with my good friend Tom Stetzel. I've got the audio today for obvious reasons, but you don't know them. You do not know them, and you know what? Shall we just keep it? We'll keep it between we'll the two of us, shall secret, we? Yeah, that's a little there. Uh... So we're switching the audio up. Noah's got the audio today, yeah, and for a reason that you guys don't know about, and we'll never. We'll let ne- you'll never know about it, and we'll probably forget about it. And you might ask one day, "What was that about?" And we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know because we'll forget. We'll, we will forget, and will will forget. This has been a rogue start to the podcast. Yeah, it's been a yeah, just one of them ones. We just me and Thomas kind of both got bed hair. Oh mate, not kind of. We're fully ugly right now, but it's fine. Oh, horrendous! It's it's the benefits of not having to do anything from outside your own home. You just get up, start Zoom, chat some breeze. It's all good, mate. Exactly, Mondo. Exactly, Mondo. Just coming in with all the breeze, but it's alright. Right, so today we're going to be previewing the AFC South, the same as the other the last two podcasts, and sort of just going through the general overview of the teams, and then a sort of look at the division odds and the under of them bets. And I yeah. think the team that we're going to start off today was there. We usually start with the worst teams, so we've got Jacksonville Jaguars, Tom. Uh, um, I think this division started. This division, unlike the other two. Not to, I don't want to piss off anybody that supports these teams, but this has got to be the most, the, the most boring division that we've done so far. It's, a, it's a, it's just a, kind of the teams are all. I don't think there's anybody that's going to challenge for like the AFC Championship, or I think the main, the main battle will be potentially the Jags going for the number one pick next year in the 2021 draft. <laughs> I think that's kind of the biggest thing to watch for. Um, and we'll start with that. So we've obviously got the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and I think they are definitely. I'm not sure how you feel about them, but. I think they're definitely a contender for the number one pick next year. Um, and they just they just seem like they're a team that's kind of like in a rebuilding stage again. And it just doesn't feel like long ago since they were in that same stage with the same GM and the same head coach. Um, and I just, it's disappointing to see them back here because they were, like, and especially in that 2017 year, mm-hmm. that defense was amazing. Yeah. They just the they built up quite a bit of talent on the roster. The GM seemed to do a good job of like picking good players, but picking awful people as well and they just didn't seem to stick most of the time and the team yeah. never really seen like that together and it was just bound to sort of blow up and it sort of has now and uh looking at the team it's it's not it's not looking very strong at all to be yeah honest. I mean, that was my that was one of my main things is like they've got obviously from a talent acquisition standpoint like they've got like they've never had an issue with that they've always kind of quite well and they've managed to acquire some good players in the off season. But it always just seems like like the guys that they bring in always want to leave, and there's always conflict between like the head office and the head coach and the players. Obviously, there was all this stuff with like Jalen Ramsey, and now it's obviously the the feud with Yannick and Gatwe. and it's always like the guys that are like at the forefront of the team as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. obviously, when you've got the guys at the top, that kind of always trickles through. It's like a trickle down effect, doesn't it, through the roster? Um, and from a culture standpoint, it just feels as if like. Um, uh, the head coach has struggled to develop any sort of culture, yeah. any sort of winning culture, any sort of discipline, um, and that's kind of part of the reason that all like you literally look at the defense from 2017, and they're all gone. Yeah, and it's just a- yeah. That um, to be honest, I'm really surprised how Doug Moran is still in a job in Jacksonville. He obviously got the the, the AFC Championship, which I think he's been riding since then. I don't think he's had yeah. a good season since that since that playoff run. So, uh, I would have, I would have probably got rid of him if I was the owner and the GM last season yeah. and just start new. But I guess you're right; they might be in the the running for the first first overall pick next season. 
and that might be a better time to get rid of him. Get get the first overall pick. Get him. Get you the first overall pick. Yeah. Get your new coach in. Get a new GM in, and get Trevor Lawrence. So, but Gardner Minshew showed a bit of promise last season as well. That's one thing. He he might be a, a a sort of bump in the road to the first overall pick. I think he could uh, sort of muster up a couple of wins for them that they wouldn't necessarily have done when Nick Foles was a bit boring. But yeah. um, I don't think that team's like an awful team. Like when you look at just like the players, but you're right, it just doesn't seem to have any culture or winning culture or like just any sort of leadership from the top and from the bottom. So yeah. I think that's what like that's what I've got is like it'll it will be an interesting year because obviously you've got Gardner Minshew and if he performs like really well then I can see them getting between like say the number three and the number ten pick yeah. and not and going for a position outside a quarterback and deciding to stick with Gardner and grow around him. But then if he doesn't play well as he did, then they're gonna, probably going to go get the number one or the number two pick, pick a Trevor Lawrence, pick a Justin Fields, mm-hmm. um, and then that's kind of going to be their future going forward, and they probably will get rid of Doug Maroon. So it's like, which one, if you were a Jags fan, which one would you prefer is the question? Yeah, like, it's kind wanna, of like a weird, kind of, weird question, isn't it? I mean, like, would you want to have a kind of a pretty poor year this year, but like have Gardner Minshew to build on and get some, like get a really good pass rusher or something next year or get somebody who's really good in the next round, in the next year's draft? Mm-hmm. Or would you prefer kind of doing doing a tank and getting one of the next guys? It's kind of a difficult, it's a difficult spot that they're in, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it actually does depend on Gardner Minshew 100%. And I don't think that their off-season was that awful, to be fair, as well. I, I like the couple of the picks that they made. I like the two first-round picks. I feel like them two could be like instant impact players for them on defence this season. So, as you said, it seems to be like the, they've got a good eye for talent, but just they haven't got a good eye for like how that person, like as not even as a player, like that person will fit in the organisation. They just yeah. seem to try and chuck it all together. And sometimes it works, like 2017, but it's never sustainable, realistically. And even like, that's why I think sometimes the role of the head coach comes in really important because even if they did get in guys that had like questionable discipline or off field, off the field issues, a good head coach you'd think would be able to kind of channel that into yeah. some sort of like positive energy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? On the field. So, and that's what I think they've really struggled to do. Um, and ever since the Bortles pick, I just think they've lost kind of, they've lost a bit of their way. They've always struggled for a quarterback position. So, mm-hmm. It will, it will be just interesting to see whether it's going to be Gardner and they go forward with or whether they're rubbish and they get go somebody else next year in the draft. So yeah. I think definitely this year, Jags is one of those teams that are going to be at the bottom. Of, yeah, of at the bottom of the NFL, realistically. They're not going to be making any playoff runs. Unfortunately for them, they don't even get any of the London games this year because of obviously yeah. all the COVID stuff. So it's not the best. No, it's not the best, not the best for the Jags. Jacksonville fans. No. We'll see. Like I've, I've got them personally saying, I'm not sure what the over-unders are, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen them getting between like three or four wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, like it's not even because of a lack of talent necessarily because they've got some decent guys. Yeah. But, but like, there's no, it doesn't feel like there's any direction or any sort of identity. No. It's just kind of a bunch of guys yeah. thrown on a uniform on a Sunday and going out there and getting their arse handed at them. But yeah. we'll see how it goes. Probably. So yeah, the division odds to them is understandably low, 20 or 1, which is yeah. just probably not going to touch that because the Jags as I just yeah. said and the over under is four and a half and I thought that was quite high to be honest so I've gone under as you're right like yes. three three or four wins you they might get five but I feel like five may be the ceiling for them do you know what I mean like that might be like them pushing if they got five that would be a good year for them yeah but exactly. it would be a good year from a team standpoint but probably a bad year from a team building standpoint yeah. as well that's but kind I of think, I think that like five wins that's probably like promising to keep Garner in for the future is kind yeah. of probably the the line 
But anyway, yeah. yeah. So not not much time to spend on the Jags. We sort of covered most of the stuff, even without the underovers. Just a uh, yeah, just one of them bad teams this year. I think it's just it might surprise yeah. us, but yeah. and then you've got in the opposite side of the spectrum a team that's kind of like has got well really kind of good. Have been quite good for the last few years, but have had a very poor off season. And we've talked about them quite a lot. Is the Houston Texans? Obviously, we've talked primarily about obviously the lose DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and David Johnson, which still seems kind of like a some sort of weird scenario dream thing that we had. But yeah, um, I think. I don't know. The Texans are just one of those teams that I think were always on the line over the past couple of years of like, they were always kind of in close games and they're getting scraping nine, eight, nine, ten wins. And I think this year, I think they might have, I think they might have done too, gone too far and I think they're going to fall off a little bit. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think it's hard to be bad when you've got a quarterback like Deshaun Watson and you've got pass rushers like JJ Watt. And, um, but again, it just seems the team has got no depth really either on offense or defense. Like, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I agree with the fact that they got worse this off season and made a couple of bad moves, especially in terms of DeAndre Hopkins and just a couple of the other picks on the draft and stuff. But like, whether they're gonna be like a bad team at like us, it's like I struggle to get my yeah like, to get behind that. I think uh, as he said, like Deshaun Watson's like a top five quarterback at the moment and. It's not that he's got no weapons after Hopkins, but I think we've talked about this before. All the weapons he's got are the kind of the same, the same weapon. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. all small, speedy wide receivers who are going to try and take the top off the defense. There's not that guy who's going to go in the middle of the field, catch like the ten yarders. But I think I think the Texans, like I think they'll still be like a ten win team just because of him. I think he's class. Yeah, but uh, I think it's a similar situation like the Packers, where they were probably the, the favourites for the division before anything happened in the off season, and then yeah. they make a couple bad moves and like it sort of overblows like how like good the team is like in terms of like a yeah. team. I mean, they've lost a couple of players, but I still think they're a good team in my view. Yeah, see, I, I do agree. Like, I don't think they're a bad team, mm-hmm. but like. If you look at them compared to Green Bay, obviously Green Bay have got Aaron Rodgers and Houston have got Sean Watson, both mm-hmm. top five quarterbacks in the NFL, yeah. no doubt about it. But then when you look at Green Bay, they've got Devontae Adams as wide receiver, they've got Aaron Jones as a running back, and they've got one of the best offensive lines in the league. Whereas Texans have now lost their number one guy. They've got Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're, firstly, they've got the same, like you said, they're all the same people and they're also all very injury prone. Mm-hmm. So they're just a couple of injuries away from having nobody. Yeah. And then they've got Running back, they've got David Johnson, who's really struggled to show anything over the last couple of years, and an offensive line that has struggled. They've improved, but they've struggled. So, like from that side, outside of Watson, I just can't see much. And I think it might have gone too much to like. He will get them to at least seven wins. I don't doubt that at all. Mm-hmm. But I think that might actually be potentially it because there's nothing there. Seven like, wins, really. Yeah. I, do, I think they'll get more than seven. I think they'll get more than seven, but yeah. I can't. I cannot see them getting more than nine. No way. Because oh, even yeah, on the defense, I, I, would, like, I disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's fine, yeah. but even they've got JJ Watt outside of JJ Watt, they've got no real great pass rush, and JJ Watt's prone to injury. And um, Whitney Mercer. They've got like and they've got Roby, but like I don't know. I just can't see them being a nine-win team. I honestly can't. Outside of Watson and what, there's nothing, in my opinion. What I'd agree with is that over the last couple of years, the Texans have 
lost talent faster than they've gained it. So the team has yeah. gone on a bit of like, uh, it's on like a downward slope. But I don't, I don't think it's that dramatic in terms of, like I feel like Deshaun Watson's that good of a quarterback. It, that offense to me, I think will be a decent offense. Bill O'Brien, as bad of a GM as he's looked, he is a half decent coach, and he will. I think you. I think they'll have a good offense this season. It's just whether they got rid of Romeo Cornell, which is the def- defensive coordinator last season, and um, just whether just whether they can get a defense going, you know, get JJ Watt going, a couple of the young guys coming up that were not necessarily too inclined with it at the moment. It's just one of them ones like, ah, oh, I just think Deshaun Watson's too good. I wouldn't bet against him. That's all I'd say. My... No, like, and I do, I do get that. Yeah, but like, even like we've we've talked about this before where. It's like even if the offense are kind of are like good, a decent offense, is that offense going to be good enough to beat other teams when their defense is not very good? And like outside of Deshaun, there's nothing. And I don't think they're going to be like, I don't think it's going to be a massive drop off. I just think it won't be a 10 wins. I think it'll be more like eight. Do you know what I mean? I see that like I've got them, I've got them going eight and eight. Um, and I just think. And I know what you mean it is so difficult to bet against the Sean Watson, but even mm-hmm. in the last few years, like outside of the Jags, the Titans have got better and so have the Colts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they've lost talent and the other guys in the division have got better. So it's a difficult conversation. Um, I just think, I don't know, they are a really difficult team. But what, like, mm-hmm. I think the most important, one of the most important things from like a fan's standpoint is mm-hmm. they've gone from one of the teams that you you, you want to go watch to Sean Watson throwing a DeAndre Hopkins on a Sunday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but now it's going to be almost I'd, not painful. I'd, I'd, I'd still just, want to go and watch Deshaun Watson play. Yeah, no, I know, Even like I'm not saying, but I think it'll be a case of watching. You'll go watch him, and he'll be kind of running around and doing some amazing things. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be as accomplished. Um, I think it's a difficult one. I can also see, and I hate to say this, I never wish this on anyone, but I can also see Deshaun getting injured with that poor offensive line and with him waiting for guys to get open. I just have this bad feeling. Um. So we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be a difficult one, but I can't see them getting more than eight wins, honestly. Oh, see, I could see them. I could see them getting more than ten, to be honest. Yeah. I could see. I could probably. I just can't imagine them getting eight wins. I, I'd probably say a four for me is like nine, but the under over agrees it. To be fair, it says seven and a half at the moment, and I was just. I, yeah. I thought that was like a similar thing to the Packers, where they've sort of seen a relatively poor off season on paper, and. Taking it, taking like, like that skewing their perspective of the team. But if that's what you, that's like obviously what you think as well. But um, so even yeah. like when you say about the Packers, even when you look on both sides of the ball, so you've got I don't think it's that Green Bay. Difference. There is though, like if you look at it, we'll go like through the positions. So you've got quarterback, both elite. Yeah. Wide receiver, you've got Green Bay win with Devante Adams yeah. over any of the. See, I, I'd rather have the Texans wide receivers. As a group. Yeah, but in terms of like a number one receiver, yeah, fair. So even if the Texans have got better receivers, uh-huh. they've got a better offensive line, they've got yeah. a better running back. Yeah. Um they've got a better Green Bay have got a much better like outside of JJ Watt, Green Bay have got a better pass rush. Whitney Merciless, mate. Ross Black. Yeah, but you've got Darius Smith, Preston Smith, um, you've got all that like I just I just think as a whole, Green Bay yeah, are better. Funny. I don't know. Yeah, what I'm They're saying, I think in the context of this division, though, as well, I think this is a, a, a worse off division than the NFC North. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'd say. I think it's just, it's and just, I'm not, it's just one of those things. We, yeah. we just kind of disagree on this one. 
Um, it just it is Texans are an interesting team because I think that is a case of do you look at like oh it's kind of a glass half full or glass half empty sort of thing, mm-hmm. and I'm a half empty and you're a half full because because yeah. of Watson. So they'll definitely be one to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, to be fair, we'll both take the over on seven and a half. Yeah, but I'm just taking I'm taking eight and you're taking ten. So yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, it's... what about the what other? They're three to one to win the division, which is probably um, the best shout on there. The other two, the Titans and Colts, on price very well. So three yeah. to one for the Texans. It's like if you got that last day, you'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? But uh, again, after oh, all, I, I, I can definitely put a bet on three to one to be fair. Because yeah. even though I am down on them, mm-hmm. that's kind of good odds for a team with Sean Watson as quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, that was an interesting little convo about the Houston Texans. It's one of the first times we've fully disagreed on yeah. a team, but I like it. It's good oh, yeah. It's good. So yeah, um, who's this? What's the second last one you had? Is it the Titans? Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee next year. So we've got obviously with last year they showed like real signs of improvement, and I think the one thing with Tennessee that um is different to like a lot of other teams is even though like when you look at their death shot, they're not like they don't like blow off the paper. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they've just got a real good identity, and like Vrabel's come in and established just a real like tough culture where they play like kind of old school physical football and um, and they just kind of like to run over teams and mm-hmm. this offseason they managed to retain Tannehill who kind of obviously last year played out of his mind mm-hmm. I think I'm not sure how you feel about Tannehill I don't think he'll be able to like sustain yeah. that to any sort of degree I think he'll be good I think he'll be like kind of a middle of the road callback I'm not sure if obviously we both listen to the Around the NFL podcast but anybody else who's listening if they've ever listened to that mm-hmm. they kind of go on the Dalton scale mm-hmm. and add put like which kind of like the middle guy sort of thing. Yeah, and I'd say Tannehill's kind of around. Yeah. Um, and then they've got they obviously kept Derek Henry on the franchise tag, mm-hmm. um, and they've got kind of AJ Brown up and coming receiver. So they've definitely got the kind of bones for another really good kind of eight and eight, nine and seven sort of a year. Yeah, absolutely. To me, um, the one thing that I struggle to like try and get behind the Titans is the start of the season when they went two and four. And obviously it wasn't going well. And they brought in obviously brought in Tannehill who went seven and three. But the reason they were so good in that period is because of the run game and the efficiency of the play action. And like yeah. he was he was obviously like one of the most efficient quarterbacks in that ten game stretch. And if that's what it takes for that team to be like a seven and three team in ten games, is like to me, when I think about that, it doesn't seem like like that's gonna be able to be replicated unless you're like the best quarterback in the league type thing. And to me, like, Tannehill might prove me wrong and might be fucking mint next season. But I feel, as you say, he's going to be one of their middle-of-the-road guys. And unless the Titans find other ways to win games in different avenues and the defence gets a bit better or the offence gets a bit more balanced and not as much based on that, like, them two things, then that's yeah. the only way I'd see them, like, hitting, like, playoffs again. I don't. I know that's weird because yeah. they they would like so good in the playoffs and obviously blue for every team, but I just I'm not sure. It's like it's that like they'd have to recreate a great thing again, and I'm not sure how easy that is to do. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think Tennessee. The one thing about Tennessee, which I would say, is like for one, like this year they're kind of they're an exciting team to go and watch, which mm-hmm. I feel as if they haven't been in the last few years. Like at least it's something totally agree, yeah. want to see. Um. And it is going to be so difficult to replicate that. And that's kind of why I've got them going, that kind of literally 8-8, eight eight, sort of 9-7 and seven if they have a good year. Yeah. But I think the one thing with Tennessee is because of the coaching and because of like their style of football, there's a certain level that I think they might 
there's a certain floor that I think they can go up yeah they have got a certain like they're not going to be a bad team yeah is that yeah. it i can't see them i can't see them losing more than um winning less than seven games i think seven and nine mm-hmm. is like their floor absolutely and then it's a case well. and it's a case it, of like yeah. how good of a level can Tannehill and henry sustain on the offense mm-hmm. to get those additional wins to between like 10 or if they want to go that high and mm-hmm. um, because i think even defensively they're not like from a roster standpoint, they're not terrible, but they've got like a good kind they're of level of solid. depth, and they've they're got just like solid. Yeah, they've not got any solid. Football. I can't think of like a superstar on their defense, but maybe like Kevin Byard. But they've just got to like all round. They've just got like above average stars, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. So it'll definitely be interesting to watch. I think the one hole that they've got, and even losing, even though Jack Conklin's not you know the number one offensive lineman in the league, mm-hmm. even losing that, the offensive line is a little bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. And seeing Isaiah Wilson come in, we'll see what they do with that. Um, but I think they're going to be, like you said, last year they relied on the play action. I think they'll do the same. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I think having AJ Brown there is really good, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just going to be, I'm quite excited to watch Tennessee, which is good because yeah. I feel as if we'll have it in the last few years. So that's no, exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see like how good Ryan Tannehill can be because uh, we've never really seen him play that well before. And it might have just been situation yeah. in the, in Miami, so you never know. He might just be one of them guys who just comes out late and he's a top ten quarterback, and the and the the win ten eleven games because like with a great quarterback, this team is a good team, a very good team. Do you know what I mean? Wish well it's shown. Like yeah. one of the NFC Championship beating Baltimore and Patriots. Like, that's not hard to. That's uh, not easy to do. It's not just one of them things that you can. Uh, just so uh, yeah, it's quite an interesting. Yeah. So the over under for them are, is eight and a half. It's pretty much what you're saying just before. Well, no, it was just above uh, seven and nine and eight and eight. But I've uh, I've put over here. To be fair, I just think uh, like uh, just a solid team. And I'd like I'd like to see Tanner Hill do well again. I'd like to see him and Derek Henry batter everyone. So it was a fun. They were a fun team, a fun hard hitting team. So yeah, what do you think about that? See, I've got see, I've got them going over as well. I'd say. It's hard. I've got between eight and nine, but I'm gonna go nine. I feel as if I do. I do just really like the Tennessee team. Um, I just really like the kind of identity that they've got. Do you know what I mean? Um, and even though, even if Tannehill takes a step back and De- Derek Henry takes a step back, I just love what kind of the sort of infrastructure that they've got. Yeah, got there. Sorry. Um, and I think next year, I think they need to have a little bit better drafts. I feel yeah. as if they've struggled for like really good, like big name talent guys. Because yeah. even if they get one or two guys in the next couple of years, and then well, there's kind of... there's a guy that they picked, uh, not this draft, but the 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 draft before. He's like a D tackle, Jeffrey Simmons, who like yeah. was coming off a torn ACL, and people were saying he could could have been like a top five pick if he hadn't have done that. And he looked really good when he came on the field last season. So you never know; he could turn into like the next type of Aaron Donald type dude. You never know; man, yeah. he could be like a big disruptor. You got, I'm pretty sure he got like four and a half sacks in like six games, which is pretty sick for yeah. a uh, defensive tackle rookie. So. Um, yeah, they just need like a couple, like as he said, a couple of them players, like a couple of difference makers on on each side of the ball, and it looks like they've got one in AJ Brown. Keep Derrick Henry around; he's definitely one of them. And yeah. Jeffrey Simmons, and I know that they I like the safety guy, the Kevin Byard, and I've already mentioned him. But uh, so if they if they just get a couple of players taking that step up this year, they could one hundred percent keep the same level of play that they had last year. It's just whether it's the same avenue as last year is. After a year of defensive coordinators, get to see what they were really doing, like sort of work out a couple of the tricks to to be able to stop them. So that's just one of the ones for me yeah. for Tennessee. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, so 
the division odds for them are thirty three to twenty, which is like one one point six to one, which is really not that good. Um, yeah, which I I just wouldn't like, even if. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's not good odds. Really, wouldn't bet on that. I think if, it was, if I was going to put any money on any team in this division, it would probably be Houston, just yeah. because like because of the like what you said, Sean, yeah. Got to Sean Watson and a three to one odds is still really good. Mm-hmm. Whereas one point six to one for Tennessee, mm-hmm. it's not ideal. I could definitely see Tennessee being one of those teams though, if they have, like you say, if Tannehill and Henry continue playing at like a decent level, mm-hmm. I could definitely see them like nabbing one of those outsides and um, playoff spots. Absolutely. Um, we keep handing them out every the... team each week. <laughs> huh? We keep handing them out each team every week. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. But that's what I mean. Like adding yeah. that one extra playoff spot opens up like so lots many, of different possibilities. So, yeah. It's like, it's like that level of team that doesn't quite get in the playoffs. There's quite a lot of them in the league. There's like a no, good, there's like one in every division, pretty much. I could, you could say, oh, they could probably get in there. Yeah, of course, mate. You've got to hand them out like candy. Do you know what I mean, yeah, I mate, oh, mate, it'd be rude not to. It's the first year we've got them, so we've got to, we've got to uh, utilize the, be inefficient not to utilize it, basically. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's a cruise, anyway. So last, and I've got, I think, I'm not sure if we agree on this one as well, but I think the Col- Indianapolis Colts. I've got them as, with what they've done in the last couple of years, as the best team in this division. Not by a lot, mm-hmm. but by a little bit. Um, and I think it'll just be interesting to watch this year how, obviously, how Philip River adapts to the new surroundings. And I think the one thing that really works in River's favour is, like, he's probably one of the most least mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But there's no better place to pop him than behind the offensive line of the Atlas Colts. Bully, you know I mean? Bully, mate. Um, I think the addition of Michael Pittman in this draft, in this year's draft, will be massive. Um, and I think, obviously, we don't know what these guys are going to turn out like, but I think it might end up being looking back and being like, this is one of the best moves in the draft because it just mm-hmm. takes off a degree of pressure off T.Y. Hilton, yeah. um, adds an additional um, weapon on the outside. And because they've obviously established kind of a good run game last year already, especially larger down to the offensive line, it just allows that play action to kind of improve. And it'll just be interesting. It'll definitely be just a really interesting offense to watch, especially with Frank Reich, like, head coaching so absolutely yeah uh, as you say I think this is literally like the perfect spot for Philip Rivers and I feel like he could he could have like an elite season with this offense especially as you say they've got T.Y. Hilton Michael Pittman Jonathan Taylor in the second round as well I love that pick behind that line he's just he's just gonna have holes to run through and he's like a home run hitter that's like his perfect type of a well I guess any running back perfect type of a offensive line is a class one but especially for him like He's not as lateral. He runs really. Yeah, he's not as like jinxy and like, but he just fucking hits it. And he's, I think he's going to yeah. score like 20 touchdowns this season. Well, maybe not 20. But, um, and they've also got a couple of running backs already there that like showed, as he said, they've got a good running game. So, yeah. And they've just got a solid defense, especially chucking DeForest Buckner now, which I think yeah. like for, for a win now team like the Colts, I think that's a very like class. Class thing to do, yeah. just go and get one of the better defensive tackles in the league. Sure, that defense, that defensive line has been so like solid for a while, and it's needed that like one sort of playmaker there to sort of create yeah. also production for himself. But the amount of times he'll be doubled now, and the other guys who were who seem like good players last season will get so many more opportunities to get sacks, and it'll just open up that whole pass rush for me. And yeah. so, yeah. I think they're a good team, I agree. 100%, yeah. And obviously, the the addition of DeForest Buckner, like you say, that's just <clears> that's such a good move. Um, just adds depth to that position. And then 
That linebacker core is very strong when you've got obviously Darius Leonard in that second level. Bobby just, as well. He played well. Yeah, we can just see we can just really see them having like a really good kind of pass rush this year, um, being really difficult to run on. Um and they were they were competitive last year, even with a backup quarterback. Do you know what I mean? Like they had they went seven and nine with um Kobe. Jacoby Brissett. So mm-hmm. I think if you add Rivers and hopefully he'll be a little bit more he'll be a little bit more conservative with the ball and not throw as many picks as he did last year. But obviously, I mean this the position that they're in now is a lot different than the position they were in last year. So um I can just I can see them going really well and I I've got them as I've got them ten and six. Mm-hmm. Um Primarily because of, and I know that's a massive kind of step up in comparison to last year, mm-hmm. but they've got like a much better quarterback. They've got that additional thing. And I think just these little things that they've added will yeah. like add up from like massive cumulative results. To be honest, mate, right. I, yeah, mate, I tend to agree with that. 10 and 6, 9 and 7, that type of range. I think it all depends on how good Philip Rivers can be and how much he's got left in the tank. And I think he's got a couple, a couple of years left. He last year in uh, LA, he, his offensive line was awful, and he's always just running about, just chucking it up because that's all he could really do. And that team looked like they were on like on a push to be a good team. Just they just didn't have the offensive line. But um, yeah, yeah, it just it really feel like Rivers could just fall off a cliff next year as well, which is it will be quite sad to see because like this team's got yeah. so much potential, and I think. Like the Colts fans, obviously, are just you, it's hard not to think about what it'd be like to have Andrew look there. So if they could make like a deep playoff run with Philip Rivers, I feel like that would make up some of the hurt of uh, losing potentially one of the best, like most talented quarterbacks in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's it probably is the class of the the the, the division. But um, yeah, very interesting team. Hundred percent. Um. But yeah, so well, what's the um, over-under for them? The over-under for them is the same as the Titans, is eight and a half, and I just thought that's silly. I think that's an easy over. Yeah, 100%. An easy over, because I feel like they'll, 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 they could get nine wins with Jacoby Brissett, you know, Philip Rivers is awful. So yeah. that team, that team to me is too good for for eight wins, and the probably ceiling's like looking at 11, 12 wins if Philip Rivers is anything like his old self. To me, I could totally see that happening. But yeah, and the division totally. odds for them is uh, 27 to 20, which is like 1.35 to 1. So again, not yeah. not not great. But I'd rather bet on that than the Titans, to be honest. Yeah, totally agree. Which is, uh, yeah, just shows I the think the, definitely, the difference between the Colts and the Titans is a lot bigger than the odds. Yeah, definitely. fully. Especially, especially having the same over-under. It's just... Titans are a good team, but the Colts just have that depth they've been building for a while, and they're like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris uh, Ballard. What is it? What's it? Chris Ballard. Is that his first name? Yeah. Yeah. He's been building that team like two years before Andrew Luck got uh, well retired, and that team was like just getting built to sort of be winning now with Andrew Luck. So you chuck Philip Rivers in that position. It's kind of like he's the perfect guy for that because you can't really chuck a rookie in there. Chuck a rookie in there, yeah. they're not going to have enough uh, experience to win. So uh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, it's just a weird situation for the Colts the last two years, isn't it? I just remember texting you the morning when he retired, being like, yeah. "What the fuck?" I know, mate. It's crazy, and it is a shame, like you say. Like, imagine if if Luck was still there, you'd be thinking Colts. 
going to make a run sort of thing. But we go back to what they were saying about last year. It was, it was last year when he retired, wasn't it? Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. this time last year? Well, 2019, yeah. yeah, but like I remember last year that the Colts were like talked about as a suitable, as a suitable like yeah. option before Luck retired. But yeah, now they're even better. So yeah, they're definitely an interesting team to watch. And this division is kind of a weird one because they're all there's no team that's like you're like they're definitely going to win the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. um, there's definitely some interesting things to watch. Obviously, the Texans will see how how well they do with all the changes that they've had and how. Mm-hmm. How much Watson can do? Yeah. Um. See if Titans can kind of stay on that good level. See if Tannehill can stay sustain like a really good level of play. And then the Colts obviously are just a really good team. So definitely a fun, a fun thing to watch. Um. And yeah, it's been another really good, really good podcast. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I've enjoyed that. I'm I'm liking these division uh, division podcasts. Gives a bit of a direction to the pod. Something to yeah, chat about. Like the, like the little format. Yeah, I hope everybody that is listening is enjoying it as well. Obviously, just something everybody's still, even though things are changing a little bit, everybody's still a little bit bored and yeah. we're really enjoying it. We hope that you guys enjoy listening as well. And mate, it's TNF10. TNF10, mate. TNF10. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. That's mental. We've done 10 podcasts. 10 podcasts? We are, we are, we're basically pros now. Oh, mate, we're 100% professional podcasters. I mean, people listening probably think we're meatheads, yeah. but that's fine. It's definitely going on my CD. That's basically what I'm saying. Oh, Once you get a ten, you can't really, you can't really not. Can you? It's a bit rude. But anyway, so famous podcast with eight listeners a week. Come yeah. on, you eight can't listeners a week. Me. You joke me. That's pretty much half the world. Realistically. Yeah. But anyway, um, so next week we're gonna stay on the same theme of divisions, and it will be the a- NFC South next week. So that's another interesting yeah. division. Obviously, my Carolina Panthers are in that division, but. Uh, not that exciting this year, unfortunately. But anyway, we'll talk about that next week or next couple of days. We'll see what's happening. So I've been uh, Noah Farvely, and you've been. I'm all. I'm still. I'm still Thomas Stetzel. So that's He's good. still Thomas Stetzel. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a nice week.